Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone in podcast listening land. I'm Karen Devaney. And I'm Ann Barner. And, and we're, we're sisters. sisters. Welcome to Sugarcoated Murder, where we'll discuss and probably inappropriately laugh about and comment on. Yep, one of our favorite subjects murder. murder. Oh, and we love to bake. And why not combine our two favorite subjects? Baking and killers. Hi, I'm Barnard. Hi, Karen Devaney. Oh my gosh, this is a banner evening of recording. It is indeed. This is a first for us. And um, really excited. So we just got back from the Outer Banks, one of the most favorite places on earth for me. Um, and I'm sure for you too. It's for anybody that doesn't know, that's in um, North Carolina. It's on the east coast of North Carolina, duh, because it's on the beach. And it's where our soul lives. We went down there and celebrated Mama's 80th birthday. Oh my gosh, that was so we much fun. We had so much fun with her and she caught Two fish on the beach. Yay for Mother Nature. Not on the beach. She was on the beach when she caught the fish, but the fish were in the ocean. They're actually in, yeah. She did some wow. surf fishing. I can see where everybody would be totally confused that they thought that the that the fish were swimming on the beach. Well, coming from you, <laughs> who sometimes refers to herself as Ann Barner, I felt like maybe we needed a little more in-depth explanation. It could be a little confusing. So the fish were in the ocean, and she reeled them in onto the shore. She was standing upon the beach when she did it, and she did a good job. So yay for Mama. So... Um, we've got a little feedback going on, and and we are hoping that we can solve the issue, but if not, we're just going to go with it because this is going to be too good to not record. So we've got two incredibly special guests with us. Wait, let's go back to the Outer Banks. Oh, we've got to go back to the Outer Banks. We do, because we okay. didn't talk so, about our Guys, very... we're going to the Outer Banks. We'll see you later. We'll see you. <laughs> no, so we... we... There we have favorite spots. We oh, have we favorite do. spots. We do. One of our very favorite spots. The best breakfast on the beach. Absolutely. Is this place that we found called Biscuits and Porn. And we've been going there for years. And you heard me right. It, it is, is biscuits and porn. That's P, not C. That's porn, not corn. No. Well we did use it. We our did boys tell our boys when they were little it was biscuits and corn. corn. But um best biscuits, best breakfast on the beach. You meet a lot of salty fisher people in there, and they do have corn, but they also have the greatest biscuits. And so here's a shout out to them because yes. they always take really good care of us when we go in there. So thanks, guys, from Biscuits and Porn. If you're ever in uh, Kill Devil Hills in North Carolina, you're going to want to look them up. Yeah, you really are. So let's talk about our sound real quick because I think if our participants turn their volumes down a little, yes, that that might... Make a difference. I think it's just a little bit of feedback. Also, have headphones if you need me to. Oh my God, you're so efficient. Oh my gosh. We love it. We don't even have headphones, so that's silly. <laughs> no, I think that's a little bit better. Oh yeah, that's much better. Okay, so the other place that we really enjoy going yeah. to um, is Pigman Barbecue. Oh yeah, they were really, really great. They were time. really good, really good to us. Um, a couple of them have started following us. So shout out to Pigman and all the great people that are cooking back there and yeah, sweating it out. And their barbecue out. is delicious. I'm very, very picky about my barbecue. Me but too. But their Brunswick stew is out. Well, 
Dandy. She hasn't stopped talking about the Brunswick stew since she bought it, so it must be something good. It is delicious. And, you know, we we come from a tiny little town that used to have, where our school used to play a school in called Brunswick Academy, and they were a huge rival of ours yes. in high school. And on the night of their games, um, all the, the men, the dads, and everybody from the school would get together and make a huge cauldron. And I mean, like... It was a vat. humongous <laughs> cauldron of homemade Brunswick stew. Yes. And our, the moms would be out frying cornbread, and they would sell it to raise money for different things at the school. But it was, hands down, the best part... Uh, Brunswick stew. Brunswick stew in the world. And yeah. I feel like I found a, a really close second. Okay. That's Pig, huge. That's Man's. a big, yeah. big compliment. So Pig Man Barbecue, they're also in Kill Devil Hills. If you're ever in the Nats Head area, look them up. Go in there. Tell them Sugar Coated Murder Girls sent you. And um, there's one more place. There is. There's actually kind of two. So we love the Duck Cottage Coffee Shop. We do. Um, we go, go in Duck. there. If you go into Duck, they have the best coffee ever. It's a bookstore. It's so quaint. It's so gorgeous in there. It's a prime piece of property. And it used to be an old hunt club that they've turned into a little shop that sells books and coffee. It's very cozy. Mm-hmm. They have a fireplace that they light in the when it's cold. I don't think I've ever in my life seen them light the fireplace. I have been in there one time when the fireplace was lit. Wow. A long time ago. It was like when I was there in January or February right. by myself. Nice. Yeah. So um, And so around the corner from Duck, Cot- Duck Cottage Coffee Shop in the same shopping center is this cute little place called Outer Barks. And they are a little pet store, and they have really set us up with some homemade pet goodies. Oh, my gosh. They the were lady, pulling them out of the oven. The I owner, wanted to eat them. Yeah, she's <laughs> in the back. She's got a nice little kitchen set up in the back with all the ingredients, and she is constantly making homemade pet treats. And just and every pet treat has um, – there. there's a holistic purpose for it. Right. So it's either for – Older dogs or dogs with difficult digestion or dogs that have um, skin allergies or whatever. All of her recipes have a health purpose, which I really love. Mm -hmm. And she always puts the health purpose out on the shelf on a little card so you know when you're buying it. But they have really cute stuff in there, like just a lot of pet stuff, leashes and bowls and socks with every kind of dog on it and signs with every kind of dog on it and coasters and just, it's yeah, a really cute great, place. It's great, a super cute great place. People, nice. And they're super nice people. And we really appreciated going in there and talking to them. And so we hope they're listening and we give a big old shout out to Outer Barks. Yes. So. All right. That's it. That's it. We're done with our the Outer Barks. places. Now, listen, it's the last, this is our last ghost story episode for October. And then in November, we're going to go back to our regular kitchen programming. Yes. So um, this is the last of the October. Yes. Yes. And we've asked two very special people to present very us special. with some ghost stories. Yes. Um, our first guest is our cousin, though sometimes she calls us her aunts. Well, I don't know why She's she would. Our aunt, her aunts. Yeah. I know because we're not. But because we're not. Because we're old. We are old. It doesn't seem we like, look we're like two old aunts. Right. Yeah. So, but, but we're not. We're yeah. just cousins. And she's um, straight out of Richmond, Virginia. She is straight out of. Straight out of. Yeah. Like um, straight out of Compton. But and Richmond. her name is what well, we call her uh, Mary P. I MP. used to call her MP Mary Pity Pat. Yeah, Mary Pat. It, it is Mary Patrick. Yes. 
Um, and we are so excited to have her. This is a first. This is a maiden voyage for her. I know. And a family member outside of our immediate Yes, but definitely family. very yeah. close family for yes, us. Yes, definitely. And the other guest that we have yeah, a returning, is a returning, returning Sarah Elizabeth. You'll remember her from the... Uh, she was the, the special, shit ribs. The shit ribs episode, <laughs> yes. For the, the infamous shit ribs. She's COVID been on a couple dating. others, but the, I think she's... Best known for the shit ribs yes. date. Yeah. Yeah, for the Rona dating. Why bring so. up the past like that? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how people know you now, honey. <laughs> I like Mary Patrick's interest. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a dear family member. Does that help? <laughs> so anyway, we've asked these two ladies to join us tonight and bring to us um, ghost stories from the Outer Banks because yes. we were just there and that's a very haunted place. It is. I mean, I think I already haunt it and I'm not even dead yet. I know when you get there, people are like, oh, she's back. Yeah, and they're like, oh, she's haunting us. Haunting us. Yeah. yeah. I'm haunted so, by Yes, by her. and they flipped a coin. Actually, they didn't. It's just Mary drew the virtual short straw. But yeah, so she <laughs> has to go first. So she's going to go first. So Mary, we're going to hand it over to you to give us your ghost story and let us know what you what you want us to know about you? Um, so, like they said, my name is Mary Patrick, um, or MP, because uh, that takes forever long to say. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Sarah, but I have described you to some friends to be like, have you listened to Sarah's shit with episode? It's hysterical. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I knew if I was going to regret that recording. <laughs> That's a thing to think, though. Um, uh, like they said, I live in Richmond. Um, I work for um, more of their extended family. Um, I have been known to call them aunts because um, my parents did not have a plan on having me. So I'm very much younger than everyone else in my age bracket. And as a sign of respect, my parents were like, those are your aunts. And that's the only way you can call them by their first name. And that's um, funny because yeah. we, we need no respect. <laughs> well, no, you do. I'm just saying, as I grew up, when I was explaining that, like, the children of my actual aunt were also my aunts, I had teachers starting to question on her family. <laughs> that family tree just has one limb. <laughs> I was like, you don't have a tree. The way my parents explained it to me is, like, everyone's just an aunt. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That works. That works. Okay, well, tell us your story from the Outer Banks. We're really excited. My story, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you guys. I was really nervous to start Googling stories because I'm a huge scaredy cat. You guys already know I have a thing about being kidnapped. And so I was really nervous that I was going to Google these stories and come up with a place that I go to all the time and never be able to go back. Because <laughs> um, that's how I would... That's how it'd be for me. Yeah. Uh, I was lucky enough to find a place that is actually across the street from a place that we frequent. Oh. Um, it's the Black Pelican, and it's a little <gasps> bit fancier for the Outer Banks, oh. which is why um, my part of the family doesn't go a whole lot. No, we don't. <laughs> so, I think I've been once. And the Black Pelican <laughs> is the one that's got the display case with all the beautiful desserts in it. Yes, and that's yeah. what I constantly call the Black Pearl. The Black Pearl, yeah, but no, it's, <laughs> but the, Black it's the Black Pelican. And that area of road is very frequently flooded. Yes, so. a lot. It is. Um, well, that is part of the story also. <gasps> Whoa. Um, what? Um, so a couple of hostesses and waitresses 
will actually not go upstairs after the restaurant has closed or after dark. Um, a couple of different cases said that they've gone up there and they've seen blood running down the walls. <gasps> oh my oh, gosh. It's um, so exciting. See, I was like, I would quit immediately. I'm out. Well, as long as they don't make you clean it up. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, even if they didn't make me clean it up, I would be like, what's the job that never goes upstairs? <laughs> and a lot of people have said that um, they see a ghost of a man up there when they go up there, especially on Halloween night. Uh-oh. Wow. So if you were looking for a haunted restaurant to go to, yeah. and you could maybe, like, in between dinner and dessert, convince someone to let you go upstairs, you could go. Wow, that's amazing. Um, There used to be, so that restaurant used to be um, station six of seven life-saving stations built along the coastline of OBX back in the 1800s. And at this particular uh, station, there was a surfman called T.L. Daniels, who was rumored to constantly be giving his captain, James Hobbs, a hard time. And on this one particular day... Um, there were a couple different accounts, but basically Daniels insulted Hobbs' wife. And then some people said that um, he actually spit tobacco on her. Oh, <gasps> You don't Rude. do that to a wife. No. Yeah. You don't bring the I, wife into it. I don't want to condone violence. <laughs> that, was, that was taking it pretty far. Yeah. I mean, I think spitting tobacco on someone's wife is worse than punching the husband in the face. I, I think, think so, too. Like, I agree. completely disrespectful it's complete vile and some people said he didn't do it on purpose but uh excuse me what did he just say like pardon me and then yeah. the tobacco flew out it can like, happen. It no can happen. if you're gonna chew tobacco you need to be a responsible chewer and keep that shit in your mouth yes i would also like to know maybe doing it in a company business meeting every week is not <laughs> oh you just wanted to put that footnote in there yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, you shouldn't. You if shouldn't. I can have a glass of wine during the company meeting. I don't think you should be able to chew tobacco during the company I meeting. I completely but, agree. I hate to tell you this, but don't ever get a job in the government. No. Because those government guys that have been in the military do love to chew their tobacco and spit in the middle of a meeting. Yep. Yeah. And they, they keep their spit cups on their desk. Mm, lovely. Same in plumbing HVAC. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Um, so they had that altercation and immediately squared off to fight. Um, I did not research what this term meant, but Daniels apparently said to Hob, if you ever draw so much as a pen knife to me, which I'm guessing is just a tiny knife. Yes. Yeah. That he kill him. Hmm. Wow. Um, at that point, the recount says that Hobbs denied ever carrying a weapon with him, but accused Daniels of having a pistol in his pocket. Daniels reached for his pistol and kneeled beside Clayton, who was an investigator there that day, investigating um, <laughs> the fact that Hobbs and Daniels were not getting along. Oh, um, wow. Um, and, and he had quite the day. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Sounds like he, it. I think he found some things. But I think he concluded <laughs> his squad yeah. there. I have a feeling he took some really good notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, Daniels pulls the pistol and kneels behind the investigator for protection. <gasps> so I'm really upset if that was my day to investigate. <laughs> um, 
Hobbs then drew a shotgun from the closet, because that's where they kept them, I guess. And at that point, all of the other surfmen cleared the room. Um, As Daniel struggled to get his pistol out of his pocket completely, I guess, Hobbs stepped forward and placed his shotgun on the investigator's shoulder. So at this point, the investigator has a shotgun (laughs) on his shoulder and another man trying to draw a pistol kneeling behind him. He's a human shield and and a prop for a gun. Yeah. This is not this guy's day. I know. That's poor, <laughs> poor man. Gosh. Um, Hobbs placed the firearm on Clayton's shoulder and went ahead and shot Daniels in the left shoulder. Daniels managed to recover and took a step forward and got up from behind the investigator. And at that point, Hobbs fired again and killed Daniels right there. Wow. wow. Wow, two shots yet. Yeah. And that poor investigator, his ears were ringing, and I hope he hit the deck as soon as he could. I think he said, by Job, I think I know who did it. I think he said, yeah. by Job, I'm the hell out of here. I'm quitting. But the whole reason that Daniels is still stuck at Station 6, which is now the Black Pelican, is because apparently Hobbs, the investigator, and all the other surfmen cleaned up the mess Barry Daniels at sea and never spoke about the incident again. Holy Shut your mouth. Yeah. They must have hated this guy. They must have yeah. all really hated this guy and just said, like, take the trash out. We're done. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Maybe it was just going to be like a lot of paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> and who <laughs> likes paperwork? And that guy, that poor investigator had been through enough. Yeah, I mean, imagine showing up to do, like, a little investigation about... They said it was um, something about someone using, like, company paint on their personal boat. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, getting there and, and having... Being a human shield and... A the, gun um, prop. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. So, so that's why he still haunts it and that's why his blood runs down the wall spooky yeah so next time I go there I'm getting something with sage like a steak can I get a side of sage yeah and then you just clear that sucker out of there well you gotta take it upstairs and eat it well the last time I was there they sat me upstairs to eat shut your mouth I will not there's a whole dining room up there yes I didn't even know I've only sat downstairs yeah there's a whole dining room upstairs holy Mm -hmm. they should that's against um the food code, isn't it? When the blood runs down the wall when you're eating, isn't yeah. that like a yeah, health department a health, violation? A health issue. Yeah, but it is well, a lovely view. If you are looking for a great haunted restaurant to go to, then apparently you can be sat in the haunted section. Yes. That's a great place. That's yeah. a great, and now you know what to request. Right, and if you'd like to maybe um, just like look into a window, yeah, there is. Like, Wonderful bar. This is not an ad, um, but feel free to sponsor this podcast if they want. Um, across the street that has equally as great views, Hurricane Moe's. Oh. Yes. Yes. And, and it's not haunted. Top spot to sit up there, drink drinks. Um, they have a great musician that plays every Friday, Steve Hauser. Oh. And you can oh, yeah. We, we heard them singing uh, when we were there this weekend. But not at Moe's. Not at Moe's. He wasn't at Moe's. We he were was at, at the Rooster. We were at a place called the Rooster. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. So at the Black Pelican, when you go, you need to say, "I'd like to sit in the in the haunted section upstairs 
and please make sure the blood flows. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I will know what you're talking about when you say that, because I saw a lot of accounts of, of the staff there being like, we don't go up there after we close at night. You know, if you're like the last diner up there and you get left alone for a long time, I'd, I'd be a little nervous. Yeah. Wow. It's so fun. reminds me of a time I was eating dinner in St. August in Florida at my favorite restaurant called Harry's. We're oh, sitting outside and we're sitting there and this ghost tour, it was late at night, it was already dark. This ghost tour comes walking and stops right in front of where we were eating. And I hear the ghost tour guide talk about how this is the most haunted restaurant in St. Augustine, specifically the women's bathroom. <gasps> and tells all of these terrifying stories about people getting locked in oh, and like no. hearing a woman crying and like all of this stuff and actually seeing aboriginals in the women's bathroom. And I refused to pee in there and I held it and I peed in the parking lot. I was so <laughs> Why am I not shocked? Oh my goodness. I don't blame you. That's creepy. Well, Mary Patrick, that was insane. That was a great, great yeah. story. I had no idea. I know. Huh. I would just also like to say that um, as much as I enjoy listening to every episode of this podcast, there has been one in particular that has caused quite an issue. Uh-oh. Um, figure out a way to fix it. The one about um, the man in the attic. Oh. Oh. Um, so I'm still trying to find a way to deadbolt my attic shut. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you need a you need a combination lock on it so nobody can get in it or out of it. Great idea, but mom and dad keep saying that it's going to look tacky to have that hanging from the ceiling. But don't care as long as you're safe. That's all that matters. I mean, it's your house. Hang up, like put a picture of Elvis up there or something over top of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will ever notice. Exactly, and also. Who's going to go up there? Exactly. Right. Nobody. And if they do say, uh, if you listen to this episode of this podcast, you'll know why. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Mary's talking about the episode where the ex-husband hid in the attic in between the slats. For and, three days. For, yeah. And shot his ex-wife through the air conditioning vent. Yes. That was tough. That was. That was scary. That was creepy. And the police had, quote unquote, cleared the house. Yeah. So, yeah, but if you have got a combination lock on that, I just don't think that they'd even have to clear it. Mm -mm. They'd be like, anybody else besides you know the combination? No, then we don't need to look up there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was amazing. That was so fun. Thanks, Mary. That was awesome. All right, Sarah. Here we go, Sarah. You are up. All right, tell us what you want people to know about you. Um, nothing. I'm just really excited about this story. <laughs> okay, so shit ribs it is. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, okay, so I was looking once, I t- texted Mary Patrick yesterday and said that I was so glad that she was going to do the Black Pelican one because I was so intrigued by that story when I was researching for one. So I'm super glad that she covered that because that was a really cool one that I saw when looking. Um, but one that caught my eye, and at first, when you guys asked me to do this, I was like, oh, homework. <laughs> I know I'm going to procrastinate, and I did. But today at work, <laughs> at 12 o'clock, 
I found the best <laughs> story and I really got caught up in researching and ended up staying at work 30 minutes late because I didn't do anything because I was so intrigued by this story. <laughs> so this also going with our theme um, is a ghost story from the Outer Banks and it is the ghost of Teach's Hole. So it's like teacher without the ER, teach. Oh. Teaches hole? Teaches hole. Okay. Yeah, so it's a place. All right. And um, it is named after a man named Edward Teach, which is where they come with Teach's Hole. Do you guys know who Edward Teach is? No. I do not. Blackbeard. <gasps> Shut up. Yes. Don't choke. I Sorry, I just. I <laughs> she just choked. Yes. <laughs> so this is actually about Blackbeard and Blackbeard's ghost haunting this area. Wow, nice. fun. Before I researched Blackbeard, I just came became so intrigued, and we actually have quite a few parallels with him, yeah. and I really feel tied to him now, and I'm kind of obsessed. Okay. Um, so, just a little backstory about Blackbeard that I found really interesting. He was born in Bristol, England, around 1680, and he actually served in the Royal Navy. So That's when was I was born. 1680? Yes. <laughs> we know. <laughs> um, Anyway, so he served in the Royal Navy um, all the way up until Queen Anne's War, which is ended in the early 1700s. And you're Anne. I can see the parallel. Yes, there's a parallel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So after the war ended, he found himself unemployed and in the Bahamas, which sounds dope to me. (laughs) And... He didn't know what his next step was going to be, and he came across a man named Ben Hornigold in Nassau, which Nassau was actually a pirate's haven. That was where all the pirates went, apparently. And this pirate, Ben Hornigold, actually made Edward Teach his second-in-command and gave him his own boat, and they tore up the East Coast, plundering and drinking rum. <laughs> Doing pirate things. Mm, I like some plundering with rum. um, Well, yeah, I love rum. Yeah. The most, so that's a huge parallel. (laughs) Um, Other parallels, he loved to eat good food, and he actually hired a French chef to cook for the entire pirate Brigade. That's so fun. What a nice guy. It's like a he catered it. He catered the affair. When um when they would capture ships that were in the slave trade, they would free the slaves and offer for them to join their crew. And Blackbeard's second in command for a long time was named Black Caesar. And he was a freed African American slave. That is so amazing. Isn't that cool? I love that. So in 1717, he actually captured a huge merchant ship and converted it into one of those powerful warships in the Caribbean. He put 40 cannons on it oh and gosh. 300 men. Wow. And Lord. Thing tore up the Caribbean, the East Coast. He even went into the Gulf of Mexico. Um, so people were terrified of him. 
Obviously, he had a really long black beard, which is where he got his name. Apparently, he had really scary-looking eyes. And oh. then he would actually put um, slow-burning fuses into his beard and hat and wipe them before going into battle. And it would look like his beard was on fire. And it would intimidate people into surrendering. Nice. That's crazy. I know. Pretty cool. Um, one of his most famous acts of piracy happened when his um, pirate brigade, and he had a big alliance, actually, and they were in need of medicine. And so he actually blockaded the port of Charleston for six days. <gasps> yes, he did. He did. He I remember that. He pulled the town captive until they sent medicine for his crew, which I think is very heartwarming. It's very noble of him. Yes. He spent some time um, in one of our jails here. Yes, he did. Yes. Well, and he, when he did that blockade, he was actually um, in an alliance and who helped him was Steve Bonnet, who was also known as the gentleman pirate. Yes. Yeah, we, we just, just heard about the gentleman yes, pirate. We just heard on a podcast about him. Yes. He served time in the dungeon under the, Provost. Yes. Sure and they hung him in Charleston two months after um, this Blackbeard Port of Charleston. Yeah. Block it. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yes. So Blackbeard, shortly after that, he went up to North Carolina. He stopped at Topsail and then he went into Bath, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And um, he sought the royal pardon from the North Carolina governor. So they were having such a bad pirate issue that they said, if a pirate surrenders by this date and gives up his lifestyle, we'll give him a royal pardon. So he actually went and he got pardoned. Nice. Said that he was giving up the pirate lifestyle and he was safe. But within weeks, he was out plundering again. <laughs> I mean, you just no. you just can't. You get addicted to the plundering. And the rum. It's a pirate's life. It's the rum that makes you plunder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. he couldn't go too long. And when the Virginia governor heard that he was back to pirating and the North Carolina governor wasn't doing governor wasn't doing anything about it, the Virginia governor decided that they were in cahoots with each other and that he had to go and kill Blackbeard. So the Virginia governor got this secret mission to go get Blackbeard dead or alive. So Blackbeard unknowingly frequently anchored and at this time specifically was anchored in Ocracoke Island. Oh my gosh. Which is where we were just fishing. Yes. How parallel. I mean, look at us. We're like stepping in Blackbeard's footsteps. It's, no, literally, we yeah. seriously, and I had no idea. I mean, he's pulling out rainbow trout, and here, just a couple centuries ago, Blackbeard was doing the same. Out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. So, on November 22nd, 1718, which November 22nd is coming up, yes, this um, secret naval ship, two ships actually came and attacked Blackbeard's boat. And Blackbeard successfully sunk one boat, but not the other. 
and there's this huge bloody battle and um, apparently by the end of it Blackbeard had five gunshots and 20 sword stabbings in his body before he died. Whoa, he was not going down without a fight. Yeah, he apparently really fought, even though he was gravely outnumbered, he fought very bravely until he finally died. But when he did finally die, they cut off his head, Mm -hmm. tied it to the bow of the ship, and threw his body overboard. And the legend has it, and there's written accounts of it, that after they threw his body, his headless body swam three laps around the ship before it sank. Oh, my Shut God. God. That is the great I think Mary's going to spend the night at her parents' house tonight. <laughs> so the haunting part, so in this channel in Ocracoke Island, now named, as, named Teacher's Hold, there are the most frequent accounts are of this glowing light under the water and people think it's him with a lantern. So a lot of people see that in that area a lot, but the freakiest one that I heard is that some boaters have said that they have seen his headless body swimming around their boat looking for his head. That is amazing. Oh, poor Mary. She's like, my parents, they have a boat. I won't be going on it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't look down because you might see a headless body. Yeah. That's wow, great. that is amazing. He's not using the correct technique, I will tell you that. But <laughs> well, I would I also immediately and be like, you need to breathe to both sides, but also really breathing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could definitely say, I think the breaststroke would be more appropriate here because you don't have a head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it would just make sense. That's oh amazing, God. Sarah. Wow, girls, you guys did such a great Y'all job. Y'all did incredible. Thank you. Nicely done. Very good and very spooky. Spooky. Very spooky. <laughs> yes. Thank you, guys. I love it. That was that was insane. Yeah, we just we just had talked about Blackbeard being um, in Charleston. Yeah. Uh, last last episode, I think it was when Andrea. Andrea or Bruce one told the story. He talked about that, but then we were listening to another podcast um, on our travels this weekend, and they talked about the gentleman pirate mm. and and that parallel to yes, he that was area. not actually a gentleman, but they called him that because he was born into money. Yes, and he owes the pirate lights anyway. Yes, he yeah. did. He was a rich kid that got bored. Yeah, yeah. He's like those rich skater kids that. They want to look like they're from the street and they're homeless, but they then go two blocks and get in their Porsche and go home. <laughs> yes. So that's awesome. Y'all did a great job, gals. Thank you. Yeah. Yay, go. We're so proud of you. So big for the fam. I know. Yes. Well, um, I don't, do you have anything else? Listen, we're going to talk about social media. Yeah, we are. Do y'all talk. know that we have social media? We do. Are y'all aware? Yes. I yeah. have, we have all of the social media. We own it. It belongs to us. Yeah, we have. Are you guys officially on Twitter yet? 
Um, I kind of am, but I don't know what to do. We don't get the tweet. We don't, I don't understand. I don't know how twist. to do a, tw a twit, <laughs> like the whole thing with the twit and not the twit and only the twit. And then there's like only so many letters and I'm kind of a wordy girl. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's upsetting. It's a lot of pressure, but I do. I feel like Jane can figure out Twitter. You guys, you guys will have it down soon. Well, once we get big enough to hire a social media manager, then you can do it. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, social media, we have Instagram at Sugarcoated Murder. Yeah. We're really easy to find. And we are at 699 followers as of tonight. Yeah. Wow. And let me tell so. you something. We have famous people that like our posts. Yeah, they do. I mean, so you might respond to our Twitter, no, Twitter. our Instagram, our Gram, our yeah. Insta, whatever Great. it is. We call it the Gram. Whatever, whatever. Um, and James Taylor might see your response. That's right. Or Sonia Mo Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Um, or there was somebody else. I Leslie Jordan. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. All these people like us. And... Um, HLN Network follows our podcast. What? Yeah, so we've got a couple of them. There's a that we need to be setting a goal. I mean, like one week after at least a seven hundred, but a thousand is is in reach. I feel like it is, but I just don't. I don't know how I got this far, and so how to get farther is a mystery to me. We don't understand. So whatever. I just. I just, I like the people that I follow and that follow us. And so that's what we do. And every once in a while, we'll pick up another one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, look, the number went up. Yeah. <laughs> so we also have um, email, which is murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. Yes. And we have a website that is sugarcoatedpod.com. Yep. And we have Facebook. Tell them about Facebook. Oh, we up. do. It's a sugarcoated murder podcast fan page you go on and request to be a member and we say yes to everyone because we not don't picky. have enough friends we, and we need friends we do um and then there's just a sugar-coated murder um regular page podcast regular page on facebook i thought i was it's, telling it oh you didn't you're not letting me tell it anyway that's just our business page it's more fun to be on the fan page because then you get to interact with us we post stuff early there you know, we run contests occasionally. So Facebook is always a fun thing. And, I mean, about, back to the email. Email us. Email us. Talk to us. We'll talk we to you. We need to be friends. We made a new friend a couple weeks ago named Jessie. Yes, we But did. I called her Jessup, and I'm terribly sorry, Jessie. But she just kind of emailed us to say, hey, y'all. Yeah, she did. It was really nice. It was really nice. And we, after several exchanges, we got her to admit that she is friends with yeah. us now. In writing. We have it in writing. Have it in writing. Yep. So, yeah. um, another friend. Yeah. Yep. So, we and we, we take recipe requests. We, we do. take murder case requests. We take um, all compliments. Yes. Any and oh, all of them. And we also have merch. We have merchandise. And people at the beach loved our merchandise. Yes, that yes. was really fun. So, as a matter of fact, I have a really cool sugar-coated murder shirt that I was made to wear three days in a row. Yes. <laughs> because well, it sparked I a lot of really conversation. love, and I get asked all the time, but I really love my sugar-coated mask. Yes. yes. it's very soft, and it's, yes, it's wonderful. it's breathable. I honestly 
have worn it over any other nest, not just because it's representing, but it's actually extremely comfortable. Yes, thank you. I enjoy mine too. Uh, I let my sister borrow it over the weekend. Oh, here we go. She uh, spilled a little hot coffee on on her hand. Rather than take the mask off and take care of the problem, she stuck her tongue on the inside of the mask and tried to and lick tried it. to lick the coffee off her hand. I forgot that I had a mask on, so I just went to lick it. So there's a coffee spot on the front and a lick spot on the inside. Only she forgot to tell me that she had licked it <laughs> and returned the mask to me, and I wore it for two days before she ever told me that the inside of it had also been licked. Thank you. Whatever. Oh, that's so gross. Okay, you don't do whatever. that to people. You do if you. I just don't think there's anyone. That would enjoy that less than Anne. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So it yes. washes well. I will tell you, <laughs> if you do order a mask, it washes very well. Yes. Where can they get our merchandise, Sugar? Well, if you are on Instagram, you can go on to um, our bi- our bio, and you can look in our profile, and you, there is a link tree link, mm. and there's a link to all the different major platforms that we play on as well, and there is all the merchandise links because um, we're on Teespring, TeePublic, and Redbubble, and um, it's easier to find the links because they give you some weird handles and names and stuff. And um, also on the link tree at the very top is a button that you can push if you want to buy us a spot of tea. A spot of tea. Yes. Clink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we enjoy our tea. We do often put bourbon in it, like yes. tonight. Yeah. And we enjoy it. So, um, you know, or we might use it on butter, sugar, eggs, flour, or vanilla. Yes. Because we're always running low on that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and um, on Facebook, I do every once in a while post the link tree Link. Yeah, it's very fancy. So, um, Ooh, oh, look, Mary Patrick. Mary Patrick, she finished her finished wine. Finished her wine. Good Way job, go, Mary. Ooh, nice. I like it. <laughs> winner, winner. Okay, and so that's all of our stuff. That's it. And um, so email us and let us know that you like us because we are very insecure with ourselves. We are. We like email. <laughs> we do. We're very insecure and we need a lot of. Um, constant affirmations yes constant so yeah yeah well girls this has been such a treat and it's been lovely and i'm so happy that we could do it and um thank god for zoom yeah thank you zoom yeah thank god for technology and covid because if it weren't for covid nobody would know how to use this stuff it's very true yeah promises you'll come back and do this again yes Yes. All right. All right, guys. Yay. Well, thank you. I hope y'all have a good evening. And everybody out there in podcast land, stay sweet and don't murder. If you murder people, we, we will, will talk, talk about, about you. you. All right, guys. Bye, Bye. now. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.